0: Hey, 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 beings. You are listening to the Self-Tivity Podcast. I am your host, Danny, your self-investment storyteller. Today's episode features a special guest who will be a valuable participant in our being-to-being self-tivity segments. The being-to-being segments are a fun way to connect with beings who are open-minded, enjoys thought-provoking questions, and perspective-shifting concepts. I also invite entrepreneurs and business owners who have a thought, product, or service that contributes to our self-investment journey in the areas of personal growth, mindset, well-being, entrepreneurship, and or financial empowerment. Guests will participate in our being-to-beings activities bi-weekly, so be sure to follow so you don't miss out on all the fun. Let's find out who's on today and what self tv experience they will present to us. Are you ready? Because I am On the show with me today, I have Amanda Thomas. Amanda Thomas is a writer, speaker, and thought leader that serves successful visionaries by assisting them to create their massive impact in the world. And today she is coming to the self-tivity stage to experience one of my self-tivity games called Our Thought or Their Thought. So for those who are listening for the first time, I'm gonna explain the game to you guys and then we're gonna go ahead and get into it with Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. All right. So our thought, their thought. So... The reason for this game is for us to be intentional about what thoughts belong to us and what thoughts belong to other people. Sometimes when you're on the internet, we see a lot of thought quotes and we're like, oh, I like that quote. But we should be a little bit involved in what we accept and what we don't accept, right? If we accept a quote, why do we accept it? If we don't, why don't we accept it? And if there's something that you like about the quote, you need to add some clarity to, make sure that you do that intentionally for yourself in your own life. So we're going to play this game and I invite you guys to play it at home with yourself, say whether or not you actually agree with the thought or not. Sometimes I like to throw in some cliches in there because sometimes we hear these cliches and we just all agree to it. Like for one of them are, you can't have your cake or eat it too. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't anyone want to have their cake and eat it too? You know, we just kind of just say these things because someone created it because it was their thought, but maybe it doesn't belong to us because we don't fully align with it. So with all that said, we are going to go ahead and start playing a game. Do the directions make sense to you, Amanda? Yes. Okay, I got all it. Right. All right. I'll guide you along just in case. The well, first, first Okay. First quote. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. Their thought, our thought, or a remix? Our thought. Okay. Next one. Pain is a pesky part of being human. I've learned it feel like a stab wounds to the heart. Something I wish we could do all without in our lives. Pain is a sudden hurt that can't be escaped. But then I have also learned that because of pain, I can feel the beauty, tenderness, and freedom of healing. Our thought, their thought, or a remix? Our thought. right? Okay. These might all end up being a, a lot of art thoughts that I was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like when it's
1: philosophical, I'm in the business like, of healing, So sometimes <laughs> it's like, yeah, obvious. Yeah. Keep going. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. There's no need for temples. No need for complicated philosophies. My brain and my heart are my temples. My philosophy is kindness. Ooh, I love that one. Yeah, that's our thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> next one. There could be no democracy without truth. There could be no truth without controversy. There could be no change without freedom. Without freedom, there could be no progress. I think that's our thought. Okay. I might have a remix on that one. A remix? If there's anything that you would kind of change about it, like if you don't fully- Yeah, I
1: feel like I'd have to hear it. Let's talk about that one in a minute. Yeah, Okay. remix.
0: All right, next one. God is an individual experience. The definition of God will be something different and unique to everyone. This is because God in its magnitude is infinite by definition. There is no end to what God is. There is nothing God is not. Therefore, infinite interpretations. I think I know the answer to this. I, I, I'm going to say that <laughs> our thought. I agree with that one. <laughs> Next one. When we honestly ask ourselves which person in our lives means the most to us, we often find that it is those who, instead of giving advice, solution, or cures, have chosen rather to share our pain and touch our wounds with a warm and tender hand. Mm, our thought and the last one is you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince Mm, their thought their thought we got one their thought on the board (laughs) all right so obviously obviously we got more in the category of our thought so now we're going to put a minute on a clock on one of these quotes And afterwards, we can talk about it more. On one of these quotes that you had our thought for, you are going to argue an opposite side. That means that you don't completely agree with the quote. So you're going to choose a different perspective of why that quote wouldn't ring true. So Mm -hmm. I'll just go over the ones that you use as our thought. Mm -hmm. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it would elude you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. That was our thought for you. Um, Pain is a pesky part of being human. I've learned it. Feels like a stab wound to the heart. Something I wish we could all do without in our lives here. Pain is a sudden hurt that can be escaped. But then I have also learned that because of pain, I can feel the beauty, tenderness, and freedom of healing. That was two. All right. uh, Three was there's no need for temples, no need for complicated philosophies. My brain and my heart are my temples. My philosophy is my kindness. That's three. And I'm saying the number just in case you're like, that's the one I'm going to argue. Mm -hmm. The other one you had was, God is an individual experience. The definition of God will be something different and unique to everyone. This is because God in its magnitude is infinite by definition. There is no end to what God is. There is nothing God is not. Therefore, infinite interpretations. So now, which one do you think you're going to argue the opposite side
1: for? Okay, so those are the ones that I agreed with, and I'm still going to argue the opposite side for? Yeah, you agree with
0: them. But now, this part of the game is you're going to argue a, a different perspective. Okay, read the second one real quick. Pain is a pesky part of being human. I've learned it feels like a stab wound to the heart. Something I wish we could all do without in our lives here. Pain is a sudden hurt that can't be escaped. But then I have also learned that because of pain, I can feel the beauty, tenderness, and freedom of healing. So you can argue differently, like say it in a different way or why it wouldn't. Nothing. So if
1: I had to turn that around and argue that in a different way, it would say conceal, 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 and don't let yourself feel the pain because it's easier. Mm-hmm. That would maybe be an argument to that one.
0: I actually like that one. And I'm, I'm glad you chose that one because when I was looking at it, I honestly feel like we kind of live in a world where someone has to have a trauma or pain in order to have a story. And it's like, well, what if we didn't have all of that? Like, what if we don't need to have a pain to have an impactful story? Or What if we just are living and we're living free and happiness? Where does all this pain and this trauma come from? It usually comes from a lot of disconnect, a lot of things that don't have to exist in the world. So I know that kind of seems like, well, this is life. You you got to have pain. But who said that? So that's why I like games like this, because people are saying things and we kind of agree. But what if we looked at a different perspective.
1: Yeah. And so we tend to, I like that you said that too, Where it's like we all have our different levels of pain and trauma and our little hot buttons that we go through throughout life. So you know, who's to say though, that we have to have this traumatic experience in order to understand pain, because that's the word that I would say is empathy. You can empathize with someone. It doesn't always have to be, I've been there. I understand what you've been through specifically. It's just living in a world we can empathize with each other on a higher level is such a goal for me.
0: Yeah. So Amanda, you are a writer and a thought leader. What got you into the thought leading um, role? Yeah, so I would say
1: just, um, my own just experience of coming into my own terms of knowing what's available to me, knowing that I am enough. And it's been quite a healing journey for me over the past several years of just reprogramming and unlocking these new ideas and beliefs about myself. And I just, I came into this powerful feeling and this just like trust and knowing and who I really am. And I just, you know, it's intoxicating. So it's like, can I share this with everyone that I know? And who can I share this with? Who wants to listen to me? And so that's when I turned to just kind of my strengths of I love to write, I love to speak and uh, anyone that will listen to me. So I just started to go down this path. <laughs> I feel the same. Anyone who will listen to me, I would talk. Uh, and you'll find that, you know, those closest to you don't always want to listen. So it's like, who can I talk to now? So let's <laughs> start a podcast
0: or let's just you know. write or... <laughs> For sure. And then you have people who are into like the arts and listening to other people. So we're all made up differently. Like if we were all the same and everybody was talking and who would be listening? You right. know? <laughs> who was listening And who would be talking? I don't know if you recognize that I got that fifth quote from your i think it's like a blog the medium right an article started. medium is just
1: kind of a, a free form website for writers so i typically yeah. put my blog posts on there
0: so i really like that one because it sounded like something that i would say to someone what's your because you say here that god is an individual experience and i was like that that's the line right there right that is the line right there because yeah, he is and Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I thought you was, with, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you were With God being an individual experience, and then you say the definition of God would be something different and unique to everyone. Mm-hmm. This is because God in his magnitude is an infinite by definition. There's no end to what God is. There is nothing. God is not, therefore, infinite interpretations. And it's infinite interpretation is really sometimes what divides us. But I feel like in the way that you wrote this, it's really what kind of binds us together is that we all are experiencing God. Your interpretation may be different, but it's still the same source. Mm. And I feel like with the, that type of definition, um, it can relate to all different types of beings. But I really, without knowing you, I wouldn't even know if this is a religious quote or if it was a spiritual quote. What is your take on um, religion and spirituality? Are you do you consider yourself religious? Or you... uh, no, I definitely consider myself more
1: spiritual at this point. I grew up in a religious background, and I appreciate that upbringing and for introducing me to God. But um, I would say, you know, over the past few years, I've really come into this experience of saying I can't really put God in a box anymore. And no, I, and please don't take this the wrong way. Everyone oh, no, no, experience, no. Oh, okay, like I said, everyone experiences God. You know at their own level and in their own way. So for some, that means they love going to church. They love kind of the routine of that. For me, I just feel like I can witness God. He's the same for me here. He's the same for me when I do go to church. He's the same for me anywhere I go. And so, yeah, so I consider myself more spiritual by nature. And that being said, I just feel like one of the best examples or definitions I got was from Neil Donald Walsh, who I absolutely love, and he's an author and speaker as well. But he explains that we are all here to express God. We're all expressions of God. So again, it kind of comes down to I don't want to put God in defining God as a thing necessarily. God is everything. Like he says, God is no thing and nothing. He's everything. So it's hard for me to say to follow religion at this point because I don't like to put such a strict
0: terminology. How did you make the transition or what was that point in your life when you realized I'm not religious anymore? Like, was there anything that happened to you that kind of sparked that in your life or was it just something that you decided because you read something? Walk me through that. Yeah, it was just kind of um, this kind of buildup,
1: I feel like. I just kind of kept getting introduced to new ideas and new thought, new ways of thinking about God that was kind of outside of that religious aspect and talking about what really Christ is, is Christification. Christ is something that we all want to be. Jesus's last name isn't Christ is what I've heard, you know, so it's kind of like reminding us that we all are, again, these expressions of our source. So I, yeah, I think it was just kind of a series of just being introduced to new thoughts and new books and videos and different things like that. So I, again, I was raised, you know, as a Christian my whole life and I loved that experience. I loved participating in my church and just all of a sudden just kind of, it just hit me where I was like, oh, I don't, here I am teaching Sunday school. You know, I'm teaching these things and that I don't necessarily fully agree with anymore, that I don't fully believe in anymore. And so it was a really deep-rooted, hard decision to leave the church and to just kind of go down my own spiritual path. But it's been very freeing for me personally.
0: You mentioned that we were all expressions of God. How do you relate that to people who express God in maybe a negative way? When I say that with us all being expressions of God, we also have to take in consideration people who may not be all the good attributes that a person could be they might be someone who um it's greedy you know money hungry or maybe means other people i'm sorry (laughs) of all the negative things. yeah putting their own agenda on things how would you interpret that as being an expression of god do you feel like that is still an expression of god and god being just negative in some way? Or how would you? I I, I guess I would say, I think it's just a process. Everyone is at their own step in their
1: spiritual journey. So to say if someone's not representing God in the way that we would like to see them, then I think they're just learning. They're just going to, they're just testing, trying. Like I just, I think in that article, I also wrote how I just don't truly believe that there's right or wrong ways to live life because either way, we're here for just an experience. So whatever experience they're going to gain, from acting or behaving in that way, it'll come back around eventually, right? So I I try not to judge anyone. I try to just be completely open-minded and just live by demonstration of what I want the world around me to look like. So I don't get too consumed with worrying about what other people do. And that's been a game changer for me (laughs) just to be like, cool, I'm just going to worry about myself. And I'm going to have this light around me that I want to just attract the right people, the right things, the right experiences. It's not to say that I am high and mighty or doing everything the right way either. But just knowing that it's all about the experience of life. And um, if someone's not representing God in that way that we would typically think that's
0: Accurate, well, that's for us to learn from as well. Yeah. And I guess it would be all up to each individual to define their definition of God because mm-hmm. we have so many different faiths and so many different perspectives that we actually see God have wrath and we see God have anger. And for example, the Bible. And there's there are things that happen in the Bible that people don't really point out that God actually <laughs> in that story was like okay with, you know. So right. I yeah. think, and that's just an experience. For Christianity, for example, because that's the only one I can really speak on in in detail, you know, being in that Christian community at one point. But I've also then explored other different types of religion and metaphysics and spirituality. and And I'm getting back to the point where it is exactly what you said. You know, we experience our own truth we experience our own God. And I usually hear that when people are talking, they say, you know, not my God, if it's different from mm. something that they relate to, like my God I wouldn't do that. Or And it's like, well, if everyone's saying my God would do this, and it's really something that you are defining as God. Right. right. Um, is your God. It belongs to you. It's it's all the things that you believe God would be. But who is the person who said, this is everything we know about God? Someone came up to you and say, you know, I know everything about Amanda. She does this, and yeah. this and that. I'm pretty sure you would say, well, I don't, I'm not really that. I and mean, why do you think that about me? You know, because that person interpreted who you were, but they're not you. So God would have to come and speak for
1: mm-hmm.
0: God. We had to speak for yeah. God, whatever that entity or that experience would be. And that's in my opinion to say, hey, this is who I am. But until then, A lot of people are just making their own interpretation experiences of what God is. I know I've said this
1: before too, elsewhere, but, you know, I just feel like it's up to us to interpret life in our own terms. All of us are going to interpret life in our own way. And then that's how we're going to express life. So whatever brings you peace of mind, peace in your heart, peace in your spiritual nature, then that's what you should do. Lean towards that whatever brings you peace. And once you get to that point where you're like, cool, I know this is my understanding of God, or this is my understanding of me in general, and of this life, this experience that we're being given, you really just don't get affected or impacted as much about anyone else's interpretations. If it doesn't sit with you, then you just move on. You don't let it affect you.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because I feel like people get caught up in that. And you mentioned something earlier, like life has become easier when you don't judge or kind of get into other people's lives. And if anybody can take anything from that, they should take something from what you said about that because... A lot of the life feels like it's just going against what someone else does and what else, what their truth is. And it's like all this energy being used in order to make someone or convert something to what you are. But if you are just being who you are, maybe someone would come there organically instead of it being a forced experience or an experience that was triggered by someone being condescending or triggered by someone judging you, someone belittling you. And it feels like a lot of these converting type things. Or even, um, I think people try to convert people in a way where it seems even, you know, nice and sweet. I can't think of that word that would fit that, but they kind of like, you know, just come to my soup kitchen or something mm-hmm. and you'll you'll find God or things like that. Everyone has that one interpretation to be a savior to someone else, but why not be a savior to yourself so that we all kind of walk around in, in a divine type of mm-hmm. energy? But um, yeah. yeah, I really, I know we started, I said it was going to be quick. <laughs> <But laughs> no, I okay. forget to know you a little bit. Um, what is your primary message. I want you to share your primary message and then go ahead to how people can connect to you on any social media platform. Sure. Um, Lead with that, lead with what your primary message is when you are Mm -hmm. walking in this world as a thought leader.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am all about healing for impact. I believe that we all can contribute to this world in amazing ways when we are acting from our optimal settings. So reprogramming and going back, getting to the source of what is distracting you and delaying you from displaying this highest version of yourself is so important. So that's my mission is just to awaken as many people as possible to that power within themselves because I want to be living in a world where we are cooperating, contributing, collaborating on an equal level. Yeah, I love it. So, so that being said, that, yeah. So that being said, that's my mission, my brand, my purpose is power through healing. So if you go to powerthroughhealing.com, you'll get all of my information. You can read about my own healing journey, my own experience, and I'm just updating that as much as possible. I'm always updating it as I just continue to expand and experience life in my own
0: way. Yeah. Before we go into your self-identity statement, could you share a little bit about what it is that you were ultimately healing from? Sure. Yeah. So I would
1: say a lifetime of programming led me to this belief that a life Of abundance, a life that I love is just not available to me. And, you know, it got a little bit out of control, I would say, Um, especially by the end of 2018, I was trying to adult and I was not doing so well. (laughs) And I was living, you know, um, this life of just absolute exhaustion, just trying to make ends meet financially, I was ending a relationship that had gotten pretty toxic. And I was just kind of at my wits end completely, I'd lost pretty much everything that you could lose at that point, physically. Car at that point, I would lost my two dogs. I had this big red eviction notice on my door and I had to make a decision of where I want to go next. And I got to this conclusion that there is something more to life. I could feel it in my bones. I knew there had to be something more. So I took that next year. I, instead of, you know, going back home to mom's house, my small town, I just stayed, you know, where I was in Dallas. And I decided I will just live out of my car. I will just do this healing journey from here. And, and it was a long year living out of a Kia Rio and Walmart parking lots and 7-Eleven bathrooms and Planet Fitness gyms, you know, I mean, to shower, it was just exhausting, like I said, but I it was raw, and it was real. And I learned who I was that year. And it's been amazing ever since to see how everything has unfolded once I decided to take back my power.
0: I know that's right. Well, yeah. it's been a pleasure, Amanda, I would like Thank for you yeah. to close out with what I call a self activity statement for those who are listening for the first time or watching on YouTube, if this gets posted is that your self-tivity statement is an intentional affirmation. So we hear affirmation all the time, like speak life to yourself. But I feel like we need one extra layer, and that is the supporting sentence. That's your action. What are you going to actually do? What habits and behaviors are you going to master day by day in order to support that? And it doesn't have to be something major. It doesn't have to be something that's out of reach, something that you know that you can do each day. So if it's, I want to lose weight, You know, my affirmation is I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to make sure I cut my calories today by X amount. And you can get even in detail with it. I feel like when we have these affirmations, we should actually write out, um, make it a part of our journey. And i also like to invite the guests that come on the show to share what their ultimate affirmation is, or their affirmation is for today, or the week. Be very creative with it. Um, everyone kind of remixes and freestyles every time. So I'm hoping that one day it's very clear what I say self-tivity statement is. But Amanda, would you let us know what your self-tivity statement is?
1: Sure. I would say what I'm struggling with a little bit right now is patience. So my affirmation, I think it would be good to say I am completely patient because I trust and know everything is unfolding in the way that it's supposed to be for my
0: life. Mm. I love that. I love it because you're adopting a mindset that action is you adopting a mindset in order to support that. So yes, we have experienced Amanda Thomas, the thought leader, the writer, the speaker, and we played a game with her. And I really appreciate your time. I hope there was an investment of time of all those who listened today. Hold on to your health, your being in your mind. Until next time, be mindful.